Hey everyone, this is Joe again. Welcome back to Archer's TNT Classroom Podcast. This podcast is all about transforming your teaching pedagogy, practice and delivery of curricular content in meaningful, innovative ways with a creative flair, humor, and a way of thinking that, get ready for it, there is no box to think outside of. This podcast is dedicated to all things that spice up your life within the classroom. It's a behind-the-scenes look in the wild and innovative tactic strategies to inspire the disengaged. Each episode will be short, punchy, and packed with lots of great takeaways to help you create a culture that loves lifelong learning. For more information, you can hit my About Me page at about.me or forward slash joe.archer or hit my Twitter handle at archerjoe, capital A, capital J, for more information. Today's episode is a little bit of a sidetrack, but I'm going to tie it into some Microsoft stuff, really cool things. So I'm very excited for all of you that knows, know me and my family, my son, and everything like that. We are hardcore, diehard Detroit Red Wing fans. And the one and only reason... Um, that I began being a Detroit Red Wing fan back in uh, about 1989, 1990, when I was eight, nine, ten years old, was because of one person. See, he wore 19, and that's my favorite number for the longest time. And this guy is a Canadian, and he led his team by example. None other than the captain, Steve Eiserman. Steve Eisman brought the lowly dead things into a incredible 25-year run, longest in all of sports, any sport out there, into the playoffs. And for all the you that know hockey, hockey is one of the most hardest, the Stanley Cup is one of the most hardest trophies ever to win out there um, across all sports and whatnot. But it's not just that. Um, you know, today in Detroit Red Wing history, um, we brought back the captain as our general manager. And it's a really big moment for us Detroit Red Wing fans that have followed his career um, all the way through the glory days, all the way through the, the tough ones. And, and when he finally hosted the Stanley Cup, after so many years of, you know, battling and changing and altering this team and whatnot. And in 1997, the year, uh, he ver- the very first time he raised the cup with his daughter Elizabeth standing beside him with her hands over her head, I remember thinking, my God, something just incredible and spectacular happened and now today in 2019 um i eight years after he left to go to tampa bay and be the general manager over there he stepped down in september to come back home to be with his family in detroit today today in hockey today as a detroit red wing fan is another huge moment for us we got our captain back not on the ice but as a leader and director of hockey operations as the general manager that is going to see how everything changes and transpires in the years ahead. This is huge for us Detroit Red Wing fans. Now, let me tie things a little bit into the classroom, a little bit into the Microsoft world. And I just want to share how and why, like I, you know, I've always been a hockey fan and whatnot, but here's the reasons why. 
you know, Steve Eisman was always a fantastic player when he was, when I was younger and when I was eight, seven, eight, nine years old, he was scoring 130, 120 points. And, um, he was like one of the most amazing players out there getting so many points and stuff. But when uh, Edmonton Oilers, uh, blew up their team and traded off Mark Messier, who at the time was my favorite player, um, I had enough of that crap. You don't trade off your franchise. You don't trade off your face of, uh, of your franchise and whatnot. And I, I just couldn't deal with it anymore. And I knew right from there, I think I was eight, nine, ten years old, that it wasn't going to work for me. And hockey was huge for me at the time. So I, I switched over and I followed my next favorite player, Steve Eisenman. He was wearing my number. And I started to dive into things. And I went through the lowly days where we were in the playoffs. We were getting beat out first round and stuff. And then we trans transferred and whatnot and the guy behind the scenes doing all the general work was ken holland ken holland mike illich and marion illich built a franchise took a lowly franchise and built something absolutely spectacular now what they did in detroit is similar in nature to what microsoft is doing right now what, what microsoft has done in the past you know they came up with product they tweaked things, they innovated things, they tried different tactics, and things flopped. And in Detroit, many things flopped. There was various trades that were brought in that didn't work. There was, you know, uh, draft picks that came in and, yeah, they didn't work as well. Um, but, you know, they didn't give up. They stuck with a guy, Ken Holland, for the last 22 years, and he's led this team into not becoming a team but becoming a glorious franchise and turning the franchise not only into a a standout franchise but turning the town the city of Detroit into what is now known as hockey town no other no other city can be known as this no other city is known as this and it was because of what general manager Ken Holland did and it was behind the scenes and Mike Illich, the owner and his wife, Marion, and what Steve Eisman and the fellow players did on the ice and what San, uh, Satiel, Natella and um, Anthony Salcillo are doing right now with, uh, with uh, Microsoft. They're innovating. They're coming up with options. They're adding to the repertoire of things to do. They just uh, signed on, pulled in Flipgrid there last year, which I thought was just incredible. And, you know, they're constantly adding, they're constantly tweaking. You know, I think of some of my favorite apps and programs, such as OneNote, which is a, an incredibly wonderful um application to use in your classroom you know they've added learning tools in the last couple of years they've you know done some immersive readers and translators and all these other features they've innovative skype in the classroom and added the translator features and so many other th certain things that allow people to collaborate and to innovate and to create wholesome incredible opportunities for people not only within a tight-knit group like in the city of detroit for people around the world to see the incredible thing that they're putting together, um, just like Detroit did on the ice. Detroit, you know, pulled in the Russian five with um, some <coughs> incredible people like Larionov, Kozlov, Konstantinov, um, Fatisov, excuse me, and Sergei Fedorov. They brought in, um, drafted Nick Lindstrom. They had Thomas Holmstrom. 
you know, people in Sweden, people in Czech Republic, you know, they built a team around a wholesome group of amazing players. Microsoft's no different. You know, they identify, they recognize strength areas across the global um, field and they start to pull people in and they start to share their stories and whatnot. No different than the Red Wings did. And when Red Wings hosted the Stanley Cup in 1997, I remember thinking, wow, this, this, this really just became a moment in history. And, you know, following the team for... You know, it was only eight years, but I felt like I'd been with them forever. Part of the franchise, part of that incredible journey and what whatnot, watching them, you know, develop and, you know, lose a couple opportunities the few, a couple years before. And then when Steve Eisenman hosted the cup, I remember thinking, this is a moment. Today, today in 2019 is another moment when they signed and brought back Stevie Y, the captain, now the general manager to lead our franchise. I can't help but think that things, the prospects look so amazing for us in Detroit as, you know, hardcore fans that have been with them. And, you know, being part of this rebuild is a different world for us. We're used to being in the playoffs and it's been three years since we haven't. And, you know, people kind of laugh and joke with me and whatnot. And I think, you know what, this is actually quite fun. I absolutely love not being in the playoffs. But watching the rebuild happen and unfold and how little pieces are slowly getting there. Anthony Sayu, Anthony Mantha, uh, Dylan Larkin, um, you know, Cronwell's de- de- deciding on whether or not he's going to be playing and being another, you know, leader on the team like Lindstrom was for Cromwell back in the day, maybe for a new um, defenseman coming in. It's no different than in the classroom. When you're leading by example, when you're showing kids some of the amazing apps and programs and whatnot that, you know, that Nick Lindstrom shared his skills and traits and, you know, that I can't help but always think when I think of Nick Lindstrom is that bank pass off the back of the boards instead of the direct pass and into the front of the net to someone. And there was so many goals from it, like Thomas Holmstrom, you know, so many times tipped it in from that bank pass off the back of the boards behind the net. And it was just incredible stuff happening as teachers. We have that opportunity to do that to kids as well. We have that opportunity to throw an app, a program, a Minecraft experience, a, you know, a sway option for book reports You can get it into my, um, mine or sorry, OneNote or OneNote Classroom and sharing different ways how we can use um, the immersive reader and all the accessibility features, digital inking and whatnot, you know, instant feedback and stuff to create a product um, within the classroom to create an opportunity for kids to see the bigger picture and to, you know, potentially give them the tools to arm them with the ability, just like Lindstrom did, just like Eisenman did back in the day. And he showed Federer off the ways and, you know, he mentored Datsuk and he mentored Zetterberg and they got a chance to hoist the cup. You know, it's the leaders in and whatnot. And as teachers, we are leaders every single day, just like these amazing athletes were for Detroit back in the history, back in the time. And today, you know, I, I I just I am so excited that Steve Eisman, our captain, is back as general manager because our outlook looks incredible. Now, just a couple of weeks back, I was in Paris, France with Microsoft 
um, at the educational exchange in Paris. And it was such an incredible journey. And I remember thinking there, this is part of history. This is something huge, a lot bigger than I am. And, you know, still absorbing, still trying to fathom some of the stuff that happened there and some of the takeaways, the people you meet and the things that you, that's happening. I mean, there's so many conversations that I'm having behind the scenes now in the last two weeks. Um, you know, Stephen Eustace that I'm ha- constantly chatting with and, you know, getting ideas, bouncing things off of and uh, helping create uh, my Twitter PLN and whatnot. You know, it's the people around you that you arm yourself with, um, that you, you, you me- are being mentored by and whatnot. And I think back to Steve Eisenman in, in his days, when he was at, in his glory days, he was popping in 20, 120, 130 points a year, but never making it deep into the playoffs. It wasn't until he innovated and he regrouped as a player and not, you know, he redeveloped himself, not as a dynamic one-way player, offensive threat. He became the most dynamic, the most amazing leader on the ice. He changed his game and became the best two-way player in the game of hockey, in my opinion. Jonathan Taves um, is another guy that did this, and he did it exemplifying and trying to role model himself just like Steve Eiserman did. And he's done some amazing stuff on the ice as well. And, you know, it wasn't until Stevie invinegrated his game that they became champions, that he didn't raise, he got a chance to raise that cup. And I remember watching him when he held that cup, and I remember thinking, this is amazing. But it's not only that, that, that piece that was amazing for me. The thing that stood out then, and I feel like I, you know, back in 1997, I feel like I'm right back in the moment now when he came back today. Because I remember watching this and his daughter was standing there looking at him with these, his daughter Elizabeth was looking at him while he is hoisting the cup going, that's, that's my dad. He's done something spectacular and, and... It it was just so huge and emotional for me watching going, that is incredible. That's my idol. That's the guy that just brought glory to Detroit after so many hardships and whatnot. Just incredible what he did. And, you know, this is what we can do in the classroom as teachers, as educators, even as parents back home. We can lead by example. We can show our kids, you know, what we can do. And give them the tools, the opportunities, the the little education, the 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 tricks of the trades, and you know, um, spark them with provocations and you know, s- simple little projects, and then you know, give them global things, right? So in the last you know five six years, I remember my my good friend Norma, and she said, "Hey Joe, I got a challenge for you." Uh, we went to this uh, ed tech event in, in Grand Erie and she's like, hey, got a challenge for you. Get yourself on Microsoft Educator Community right now because it's going to innovate. It's going to create the new wave, Mr. Archer. It's going to take what you've got, which is amazing, and make it something incredible and spectacular. And I'm forever grateful to Norma, now retired, uh, for challenging me and pushing me to do that because I feel as if in some way, shape, form, or matter, not to any degree that I'm Steve Eisenman. There's no comparison whatsoever there at any degree. But it wasn't until I jumped into the Microsoft world that I really started to find myself as a teacher. Um, I really, 
became armed with some of the most incredible tools at the tip of my fingers every single day. It wasn't until I got in there and I created a community within that community that I started falling back on and finding my go-to people that were so incredible in Minecraft, like um, Garrett Zimmerman and, uh, you know, going to Dark Martha and Dustin Jez for all these insights and, you know, leadership and whatnot. And then I found someone incredible in, in, in Leah and DC uh, in Leah with Microsoft Canada. And she became that, you know, surrogate mother for me in some ways, challenging and pushing and, and, and whatnot. And now today it's crazy that Steve Eisenman is jumping into this and he's got huge tasks in front of him, but I know the aura about him, just like the aura about Leah. When I first met her, she had this, you know, ah, kind of thing that just made people feel welcome that just made people feel inspired just being around her maybe it's her curly hair and big smile and whatnot and it's definitely not steve eisen he doesn't have the curly hair and big smile but he's got this history he's got everything right he's done it been there done it all you know won the championships been on um gold medal uh canadian teams he's in the hockey hall of fame he got his number retired in Detroit. It's standing in, it was in the Joe Louis Arena, now in the brand new rink. You know, Leah and Steve Eisenman are like the epitomes for me. Um, these are the two people that inspired me and got me going and Norma pushed me to get there. And, you know, today is a big day, not only for hockey, but, you know, for all people. And, you know, the thing that I really am excited about is, you know, when Steve Eisman retired in 2006 as a player, um, he really didn't want to. His knees were just really wonky and he couldn't do it anymore. And, you know, his heart said, I, I want to continue playing, but, you know, and in his mind, you know, wanting to do it, but his heart said, I, I just can't do it anymore. And I think it really hurt him a lot. So he stuck with the team and became assistant general manager, Ken Holland. And lo and behold, Tampa Bay ran into some issues and problems and, and actually hired him the very next year. And he just did some amazing stuff in Tampa. And Tampa's been up at the top of the league, was the President's Trophy winners this year, the top team in the league, and just dominated um, and whatnot. And it was all because of Steve Eiserman. And today... Um, him coming back home to our team, our Detroit Red Wings, the most amazing franchise in all of sports, in my opinion. This is a team that inspires. It has role models all the time developing other players. We hang on to players <coughs> because we are connected to them. Not emo More than just emotionally, You're, there's reasons for it. We stick with players. Um, Steve Eisman was the longest serving captain 22 years by the franchise that drafted him. He never played for any other team. He retired, went to Tampa Bay for the last eight years, and now he's back. We got our captain back, now our general manager. And just like you in the classroom, you got to be sitting in this position going, 
you know, this is brand new. This Microsoft world's brand new to me and I want to do some crazy, amazing things. Just like Steve Eisman's looking at it going, I got lots of pieces of the puzzle here. I got a Larkin. I've got a, a Mantha. I've got an Anthony Sayu. I've got a Jimmy Howard and the net. I've got some good draft picks. I've, you know, Rasmussen. I've got a Zadina. But it's taking those pieces just like a Minecraft, a OneNote, a... um Flipgrid and whatnot, and putting all these pieces together and creating a dynamic force. And as educators, we got to do what Steve Eisenman's just about to do here in Detroit is gather insights, get all the education you can, get on the Microsoft Educator community, get some courses, get in there and learn everything you can from everyone you can. Develop your PLN within that community, expand. Um, collaborate and whatnot, which Steve Eisenman is amazing with. He developed two incredible teams that won gold medals for Team Canada the last couple of Olympics. Like, this is the guy to lead our franchise, right? So I challenge you today to do what Steve Eisenman is about to do tomorrow. He's going to put on his glasses and he's going to look at the whole picture. So I'm challenging you today to, one, look at the picture in your classroom to innovate and start becoming that creator of a masterpiece, to find the little pieces of the puzzle that work for your students, to make them armed, to make them excited to come to your room every single day. And you never know, maybe one day, maybe one day, they will walk away armed with a diploma, with a master's, maybe even with a, um, a teaching degree and hold it over their head like Steve Eisenman did in 1997 with that Stanley Cup. And maybe that person that they're thinking in the back of their head, thank you, Mr. Archer. You armed me with the tools to get me to this place now, today. Wouldn't that be crazy? Wouldn't that be amazing? I think it's worth the hassle. I think it's worth all the effort, the blood, sweat, and tears, and unsleepable nights, the many post-it notes beside your bed for all the notes and whatnot. I think it's worth it. So I challenge you to go out there today and start to think, what can I do for my kids, my own personal kids? What can I do for my kids in my classroom? I call my kids in my classroom because they're stuck with me for a year, (laughs) and I spend so much time with them. So they become part of my family. So in the last 11 years, I've got so many kids that I still look to. And I've got so many kids coming back and teaching me things every single day. And I know tomorrow and 12 years from now, it's always going to be the same. Because we are lifelong learners. We're educators. And just like Steve Eisenman was about to do tomorrow, we need to do this every single day. Look at the big picture. Put the pieces together. And build something spectacular each and every year within each and every one of our kids. Thanks for listening. I can't wait to uh, touch base. I'm going to hopefully get to this tomorrow and share day three of the E2 Paris adventure. Chat soon. Thank you. Bye-bye.